0: Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. All right, so it is officially February 1st. Woo! Yep, which means I already saw it. (laughs) Mitchell's like, hearts, (laughs) hearts <laughs> right this is the this is when you know the winter's ending spring fever is coming you know and everyone is starting to think about relationships and valentine's day and love right right or is it national single awareness day could go either way I don't know right but either way February is a time we're starting to think about that so we actually we haven't done this in a while and we wanted to start and do a series on relationships some of you are like yeah some of you are like oh no (laughs) It's going to be a long series, (laughs) man. No, no, no. But we're going to try to hit everywhere where everyone's at. So uh, next week, uh, we are doing basically singleness and how to honor God and live in the season of singleness and give the most of them. Come on, so many people in singleness, they sit there, and it's more so like they just are counting the days until they're dating versus actually getting everything God wants for them in their singleness, right? So we're going to go after singleness, okay, and how it's a God-given season that's good, right? and uh and then only i feel like when you're ready and god is ready then he moves you over to the next season okay right okay so there you go so we're doing that next week it's going to be awesome the, then we're going to do dating and now now you're ready Singleness is over how do you have a godly dating relationship then i'm really excited we're actually going to also do a message on engagement which is cool i've never heard like really a message on What do you do with engagement, right? Like, and every time I hear people go like, "Oh man," I yeah, Donald was like, "Pray," right? He just got he just got married, so they're fresh through engagement. So I asked him and his wife to speak on to us. How do you know when to get engaged? How do you know? How do you walk through engagement? What is that? what do you everyone's stressed out the whole time how do you avoid that you know like and so they're going to give some real good practical then we're even going to try to get some guest speakers in here to speak on marriage right it's gonna be awesome so we really we really want to go through all like all the different stages right and wherever you're at and then finally we're probably going to do a time of just down the row we'll do where you guys can ask any question you want about anything relationships and we'll take some time to answer those as well okay so is that cool just to give you a scope of the next, we're going to be in this for a good four or five weeks or so. It's going to be awesome, and I'm really, really excited. For a good four or five weeks probably, right? Because we can do all those, and if the Lord says, park on it, will go a little longer then we might, you know? But, but that's kind of where we're going, all right? And so hopefully it'll bless you guys. So the first one, is our, it's already up here. The first one that I wanted to talk about before we even hit singleness is forgiveness forgiveness, right, as the opener of our relationships series. A lot of you are like, wait, I thought we were going to talk about relationships and all this different stuff through. What does forgiveness have to do with relationships? To which my answer is... <laughs> That's funny, you know? Like everything, right? Like you oh, if if you don't have forgiveness, you're not going to have a relationship, right? If you don't have and I don't I don't mean just like like husband wife guy girl dating relationship, I mean you're not going to have a real authentic relationship with even your parents, with your siblings, with coworkers people like relationships just in life if you do not walk through forgiveness you're never going to have a real relationship you're going to have a bunch of shallow ones and then if anything goes wrong it's gone right and then you have to go find another one if you have real authentic relationship you're going to have to have real authentic forgiveness. So tonight I want to talk about that because I believe we can't even hit singleness unless we clear away our past, clear away the mistakes we made, clear away the tragedies or things that other people did to us, clear that all away, get a clean slate so that we're not walking into a series with all these filters that like a little bit of truth kind of gets through, you know, but like clear that thing off with forgiveness and then we're ready to receive God's perspective on relationships. So tonight it's a little bit of a harder word. It's a little bit of like, Hey, let's get clean. (laughs) Like, let's get like, like get the junk out. And a part of me was like, Lord, this is kind of hard word. And I felt like he said, I didn't, let me phrase this right. I felt like he said, basically, uh, you're not called to preach to get people to like you. You're called to preach to help them become holy, (laughs) you know? And I was like, Okay, cool, I'm going to go for it, right? And so luckily, I'm talking about forgiveness, so if you get offended, hopefully, if you hear the message, you'll come talk to me afterwards, and we'll go through forgiveness together, right? I'm going to give you some direct moments to directly apply it, okay? So, but I really want to go after a couple things. Uh, Basically, what does God think about forgiveness, okay? And then from there, what does forgiveness really do? What does it mean for me and the people involved? And then three, how do I actually forgive? Okay. So basically, I really believe that if you're not willing, you might think I'm the best at forgiveness. I forgive all the time, but I'm praying that you'll open up your heart and see something new possibly tonight. Cause I think that basically everything in your life is built on this. Even our faith is built upon forgiveness. Like Christianity is forgiveness like jesus forgave us like that is our faith to be a christian and and to not believe really in the need for forgiveness of other people is really an oxymoron like it doesn't they don't work together and so a lot of times we we don't realize though that basically based on our families or the world or things like that we're raised where we kind of have a predetermined thought of what forgiveness really is and a lot of times it's not biblical and so first off, the world often thinks forgiveness is like a sign of weakness. Wow. Going to someone and saying either, hey, I'm, I'm sorry I messed up. Will you forgive me? Or going to someone and say, hey, when you did this, it, it really hurt me. Can we talk about it? A lot of times the world will say, no, 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 <laughs> That's, don't do don't do that. That's, that's like weakness, right? Uh, the world a lot of times with with. They, they kind of tell you... I saw this funny movie with, called Central Intelligence with The Rock. And he basically says, yeah, just take all of it and shove it deep, deep down and never think about it again, right? And that's a lot of times what the world does with forgiveness. The world often says, basically, I'm going to forget it or I'm just going to shove it down, ball it up real tight and shove it right down there, okay? And hope it doesn't come up, right? But it always comes up, okay? But basically... A lot of times we'll do this. If someone hurts me, someone offends me, we say the, through world eyes, like, I'm going to remember that, right? Or, or a lot of times we, we think that there is this, I can now hold an offense against you. I can hold a grudge against you. Almost that there is a justification of like, I can have something against you because you hurt me. Like it's justice for me to have this grudge or this unforgiveness towards you because you hurt me. Right. This is a lot of times how the world reacts. Okay. It's almost like basically we pick up we pick up a brick or pick up something. Okay. Pretend this is a brick. Okay. We pick it up and basically if someone hurts me, we like put their name on the brick. Okay. And then we're just like, yeah, one day this is gonna hurt you. Like you'll get what you deserve. You know, kind of a thing. And they're like, I'm gonna hold on to this. Right. And we put it in our little backpack. Okay. And then, and then the backpack, which is just our heart, really. And then what happens is the next person forgives us. And they're like, get it out, write their name on it again, a, a different person, and then put that one in the backpack as well, right? And we just keep doing that. We're like, just stacking up all this offense all this unforgiveness not dealing with any of it one day you're going to you're going to pay for that like i i need i deserve justice what you did to me was wrong right and we just hold on to all this right and then we wonder we have all this weight and we wonder why our heart is always in such a bad posture because it's it's way down with all these bricks of just unforgiveness with different people's offenses different people what they've done to you and we see this guys come on we have a lot, some of our parents even will still talk about that guy or that girl or that person who hurt them 30 years ago, or they'll still talk about how their parents never gave them what they deserved, right? And it's been 50, 60 years and they're still, come on, has anyone ever met a person like this? Like an old, maybe some of our parents or, or maybe I've even had grandparents who still talk about how they were wronged. 60 years ago, and for 60 years, they have been carrying around this weight of one day they'll get it, you know, right? And they've been holding on to this for so long. And honestly, after a while, it begins to just warp and mess up our hearts. Because you see, unforgiveness is poison to the soul. It is. It's just straight up like bad poison to your heart and to your spirit, okay? Why, because it's the exact opposite of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the gospel, right? We all believe in forgiveness, God forgave us, right? Okay, forgiveness is the gospel. Forgiveness is something the man Jesus came, God in the flesh, down to us and forgave. Forgiveness is a heavenly, divine thing as a gift given down to us, right? This is forgiveness. It is divine. It's from heaven. So where's unforgiveness from? You can either say it's from hell itself, or you can say it's from the earth and our flesh. Either way, it's not God, (laughs) okay? And if forgiveness is a gift, What's unforgiveness? A curse, a debt, a pain, chains, slavery, whatever you want to call it, the opposite of a gift, right? And so we are called to get this thing out. Alexander Pope, he was a really famous poet, kind of like around, kind of as famous as Shakespeare almost. He wrote, To error is human, but to forgive is divine. It's divine, guys. Bitterness, grudges, unforgiveness, just like sin, they give you a temporary feeling of pleasure. This temporarily, I feel better because I'm, And it's this temporary justice. I got it, right? Yeah, Batman, dude, poor guy, dude. He still won't get over his junk, right? (laughs) Okay, so there is this feeling False thing, and it's like sin, where it leads to nowhere. It just keeps growing, and it will destroy your life for the rest of your life. You carry around this weight, and we say it doesn't bother us, but it it, it shows. It really does. And you will never be able to move into a real relationship, a healthy relationship with anyone, especially a boyfriend, girlfriend. fiance, husband, wife, if you don't move in forgiveness. Because what will happen is there will be a moment, you can only keep this in your backpack so long, and then before they get close enough, they say, what's in the backpack and you're like, nothing, right? And then there's a moment where they poke the bear the wrong way or whatever. And you're like, ah, and you drop all these bricks and just crush them. And then you're like, ah, trying to clean it up, right? And it's a mess. And then we get angry at them because you shouldn't have poked me. It's your fault, right? I didn't want to talk about it, right? And basically, then we clean it up and then we shove it down. And then we say, I don't know, that never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. And we never actually deal with it, right? And it will destroy relationships. And you see these walls go up for husbands and wives and fathers and mom where they stonewall. I don't want to talk about this. Get this out because I'm not willing to deal with this. And it kills relationships, guys. It has the fruit of basically sin. It destroys whatever it's around, right? So point one tonight. I'm kind of already hitting it hard. But point one, I felt like I had three points. Here we go. <laughs> and hear me out on this. Forgiveness for the Christian, for us, forgiveness is not an option. It's a commandment. And I'm going to back this up scripturally, but it's a commandment, actually, when you look at scripture. The Bible doesn't say like, if they really wronged you, don't worry about it. (laughs) Or like, yeah, but I mean, if they don't understand if they never asked for forgiveness, you don't need to worry about it. It doesn't say that ever, (laughs) right? Like not the Old Testament, not the New Testament. Like it's just not in there, right? And so here we go. Forgiveness, it's a commandment. One of the most fundamental beliefs of Christianity is in the power of forgiveness. Jesus forgave us. So to say you're a Christian, it's, it, Oh, it's like, saying, it's like saying you're a vegetarian, but I don't believe in eating vegetables. Like, and, it doesn't, and you're like, what do you eat? Like, that doesn't make any sense, right? To say I'm a Christian, but I'm not ready. I don't need to forgive them. I'm not ready to. Maybe one day I will. Maybe when they ask for forgiveness, maybe when they say they're sorry, maybe when I trust them and they can show me they're trustworthy. And we say all these reasons why we don't need to forgive. It's an oxymoron to our faith, which is founded upon forgiveness. And God is so serious. You might be like, dude, why are you being so serious about this? Because God is so serious about this. He actually, this verse is going to hurt. This one hurt me when I read it. I got offended. And then I'm like, well, dang it. It's God's verse. What do I do? (laughs) Right? So, right. I can't be like, God, that hurt me when you said that. Like, (laughs) it's like, well, (laughs) it's true. So here we go. Matthew 6, verse 12 to 15. He says, this is Jesus, he says, and forgive us our debts. Is that there? Uh, Oh, that's in the message. So I'm gonna read you first in uh, the NIV and then I'll go to the message right here, okay? So NIV says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, right? We've heard that. That's like part of it goes from the Lord's prayer, right? The next part that we stop, deliver us from the evil one. Amen. But like, that's not it. Like he keeps going. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Praise God. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins that is terrifying (laughs) like i don't remember that right like what like uh, this is crazy right because it's like wait 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 no god you you always have to forgive my sins right and which is which is true in the sense that the cross is enough to forgive all the sins but then what did jesus mean when he straight up says if you don't do this god can or won't forgive you in this area that's terrible that's not the old testament that's the New Testament. That's Jesus' words, right? I'm in such a dilemma. What do I do, right? So in the message translation, it says this. It says, uh, in prayer, there's connection between what God does and what you do. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. So it's not, it's not like God says, like, I'm just not gonna forgive you. I'm so mad at you. You don't forgive people. Like, how do you like it? I'm not forgiving you. Like, it's not, he, it's not like this immature kid doing this, right? No, 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 no. It's more, it's much more, basically, like, if God is forgiveness, the gospel is forgiveness, right? Everywhere Jesus walks, there's forgiveness. There's grace of who he is, right? That's, that's Jesus. It's love. It's who he is. And if he comes into the house of your heart, okay, and he's going in, he's cleaning out everything in the house, forgiving everything, But then what happens is he gets to the door of your dad or the door of your mom or the door of your past. And it's not like he says, no, I can't go in there. It's that we lock the door and say, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 not this one. I'm not willing to forgive this one. And so he comes in ready to wash and forgive, and then we cut ourselves off and we say, no, 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 wait, I don't want you to wash and forgive this one. I'm not willing to. And so when we say, okay, God, I'm ready to forgive it, we unlatch the door and we let him step in and start washing it clean. Right? And so this is, this is crazy, guys. God is ready to sweep in and clean out a heart. But if we won't forgive someone you're basically, God, you can't touch this area of my life. Jesus says it again, Luke 6, 37, he says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. There's this direct correlation between receiving and giving forgiveness. We're expected to receive it all and give it all. So many people, they say, oh, God's grace, I need him to wash every part of my life. But then when you say, okay, awesome, you need to forgive your brother of every part of his life, we say, oh, I'm not God. I'm just a man. I can't do that, right? And we're directly like cutting the gospel in half. And we're saying, well, I'll receive, but I'm not willing to give it all. And he says there's a direct correlation between the two. Forgive as Jesus forgave us. Colossians 3.13 says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances. Say whatever. 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 Not like, whatever, bro. Like actually, whatever grievances you may have against one another, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Yeah. Have you ever heard of like the distance between your sins? Have You ever heard that one? East and West. You can't do North and South because they actually have a limited point. Like, you only can go so far north before you start going south. But you can forever go east, and you can forever go west. (laughs) And that's what he says, east and west. If you said north and south, then there's a limited cap of how your sins could be together. But east and west, they could never touch. And we sing these songs, you forgive me as far as the east is from the west. And then we're... What about the part where he says, so now you can forgive as far as the east is from the west? We're like, no, nah, I'm just a man. I can't do that. Right? <laughs> and it's like, no, no, you can because it's a part of the gospel. How much has God forgiven me completely? So I'm commanded by God. It's not, it's, it's, it's literally, it's not a suggestion. <laughs> he's like, he's, there's no like, if you want to, you can. Maybe you should. I don't know. Try it. Like, it's like, no, do this. And we read it like the, t- like the tone of his voice as though it's kind of like this nice, like, you know, oh, yeah, forgive. Yeah, try to forgive. And when it's much more, it's, it's, he's looking at his disciples and says, forgive. Like, this is it. Okay, Mark eleven twenty five. 25, it says, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against your brother, forgive him so that your heavenly father in heaven may forgive you of your sins. We see it again. And what's crazy is like, when you're standing in prayer, if you hold anything against anyone, that means to me, A lot of times when I'm in prayer, he's going to bring up things I have against people. (laughs) Time to pray. What about your dad? (laughs) Right? What about your mom? Hey, what about that guy at work who said that thing to you? Hey, what about that, you know, that past relationship? You're like, God, I'm trying to pray right now. Devil, get behind me. Get rid of these thoughts. And he's just like, the Bible actually says when you do this, I'm going to bring things up. (laughs) Right? And so it's like, okay, I need to work on this. Right? Right? Maybe it's God who's bringing it up so that I can get my heart clean and connect with Him more. If you go to pray and you go to connect with God and you start thinking about how somebody hurts you, chances are it's God trying to remind you so that you can forgive them. So how often do we forgive? So basically in Jesus's culture, there was a, uh, like a cultural understanding that you forgive three times. It became basically the Pharisees took this verse that you can find in Amos where God forgave his enemies three times. And then he kind of came in with some judgment. And so they took it, though, as now uh, they took a special moment and they made it a rule. And they said, you only have to forgive three times. It's not in the Bible. It doesn't say that. But they said it because they're Pharisees. That's what they do. They create all these rules. Right. And, and for religion's sake. Right. And so they said three times you have to forgive someone. After that, you're good. You don't need to ever forgive them again. And that was culturally acceptable. And so in Matthew 18, Peter, he's with Jesus. He's like, man, Jesus is really intense about forgiveness, right? And so he's kind of showing off a little bit. And he says this. He says, says then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Why is that important? Because the cultural standard was three. He doubled it, and then he added one more. And he said, look how gracious I am. Like, the theologians, they only say three. I'm so gracious. I'll give you seven. That's really good. That's like over a hundred percent more. <laughs> right. And he says this and all the people around him are like, wow, Peter, like you've been following Jesus or something. Like you moved it up to seven times. Right. And Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 70 times, seven times. And they're all sitting there, they're fishermen. They're like, what does that even mean? What number is that? Matthew, the tax collector, is like doing the numbers. And he's like, that's 490 times, <laughs> right? And they're in such a legalistic law mindset, they're like, 400, how am I going to keep track of that? You know, like someone wrongs you, you're like, 489. I'll remember. You know, two years later, 337, you're getting there. I'm, you think I forgot, I'm remembering, right? Like 10 years later, you got three moves left, right? Then I never have to forgive you again, right? Like, and it's like, no, he did this on purpose to be like, like in seven is a beautiful number of completion. So he's like completion multiplied by completion, right? Oh, forever, forgive, forgive, forgive. You're going to hear me if one of you wronged me. 238! (laughs) Yelling out the number. (laughs) You thought I'd forget, right? No, 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 no. Forgive, man. Forgiveness is so embedded in Jesus' heart that when they're literally drilling nails through his hands, through his palms and his feet, in the midst of screaming out in the agony of this, the words that also make it through, our Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And if, that, if that's my Jesus and that's the foundation of my faith, how could I not forgive somebody? How could I ever have the craziness to be like, no, no, they wronged me. They're hitting nails through his hands. And everything Jesus did, he didn't do it as a cop out so you don't have to. He did it as an example of this is what real Christianity looks like. If he can do that, maybe I can forgive. Maybe I can even forgive myself for the mistakes I made, for things that I know I did wrong, for things I know I said wrong. Sometimes it's so easy to forgive everybody else except for you. But it's also a command that you forgive yourself. This is huge, guys. You've got to apply this to every part of your life. To be a Christian and not walk in forgiveness, really, I don't believe it's Christianity anymore. <laughs> it's something else because we believe in this. Why is God so adamant about forgiveness? This is my only point two. I only got three points, don't worry. Point one, it's a command. Not a suggestion, right? Not an option. Point two, forgiveness. God, he's so adamant about this because he knows that forgiveness is for you, not for them. Louis B. S- Smeeds, I think, uh, I don't know what pronounce name, but he writes a book called Forgive and Forget. This is what he writes. He wrote, when you release the wrongdoer from the wrong, you cut a malignant tumor out of your inner life and you set a prisoner free, but you discover that the real prisoner was yourself. You see, forgiveness doesn't set the other person free. It sets you free. In all of these verses, forgiveness, he uses this Greek word called, it's like aphiomi, right? I don't, I can't pronounce it very well, right? But it means this, it means to send away, it means to let go of, to give up a debt, and it means to divorce. And so when he says, forgive the trespassers of their trespass, he's saying, divorce the trespassers from their trespasses, like the cross legally stepped in and separated the connection between the trespasser and the trespasses, the sin and the sinner. You've heard, you know, hate the sin, love the sinner, right? Because they've been divorced legally by the cross. And when, when the cross happened and when we died with him, we were divorced from our sin nature because we, we died, right? And then we come up in a new life and we're single and we get to marry Jesus, and this new way of living. This is what forgiveness is. It's a divorce between the sin, right? And how it affects you and attacks you and hurts you. And it it, it is a fresh marriage to Jesus instead. This is what forgiveness does. A lot of times we think that forgiveness says what they did to me was okay. And that's not true. It's a common misconception. We think that if we have to forgive, we have to admit that what happened was okay. And and I'm sorry, it's not true at all. What happened was wrong. And maybe even yourself, maybe what I did, the action, it was wrong. I'm not admitting it was okay by saying I'm forgiven. But T.D. Jakes, he's a great, amazing pastor and preacher. He says this, He he says, I think the first step to understand that forgiveness does not, or is to understand that forgiveness does not exonerate the perpetrator, okay? Forgiveness liberates the victim. It's a gift that you give to yourself. Forgiveness doesn't excuse what was done. It doesn't say what what happened to you was okay. It just frees you from like the weight of that sin and that trespass. And so often we've been so hurt by the tragedy We don't want to relive it. We don't want to forgive it. So we just kind of push it away. But in doing that, we lock it in a room where it's allowed to just keep replaying over and over and over again. And we will never be able to go into that room again because that bad memory is in there. That pain is in there. Unforgiveness allows you to release that and to get that out. It's kind of like if you were to break break your arm... Your arm's all like this now. <laughs> okay, you broke it, right? And then you're just like, no, I'm, I'm going to wait for the pain to go away before I get a cast. <laughs> I'll wait for it to feel better, and then I'll go get it fixed. You just get used to walking around like this all the time, okay? And then finally, you're like, hey, it feels better now. And you go to the doctor, and they're like, dude, it healed so bad. We're going to need to, like, re-break it to replace it back into This is what people do. They don't want to talk about their issue, and then then they say, okay, we need to now reopen that wound so that we can clean it out now. Whereas your arm's broken, you might as well already get it placed right into a cast. Don't wait 30 years and then say, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Right? Okay? Don't do that. Maya Angelou, she's a famous poet. She says, it's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself to forgive. Forgive everybody. Uh, with, with me, um, this is near and dear to my own because I've had to walk through a lot of just forgiveness in my life uh, of just pain. And there was one thing where there was... Uh, I even had like, a, a good friend that I mentored, you know, and I poured into, and he came to me with questions about Jesus. And, and I gave him my whole heart, and I met up with him, and I prayed for him, and I cried over him. And then he, and then he basically kind of turned on me, told everybody I was a part of a cult, and, and bad-mouthed my whole name, and, and cut me out of his life out of nowhere. It was so painful. Oh, man, it was so painful. And I've had, I've had that happen a few times. And there's this, there's, this, there's this one person who really hurt me. And, and to be honest, I just wanted, because forgiveness is a heavenly gift, so I was operating in the flesh. I just wanted to hate this person. And honestly, I was thinking over and over and over, time and time again, uh, basically every day, multiple times a day, about just, oh, like I can't believe they did that. I can't believe it. Like, what the heck, God? Oh, like, why this happened, you know? And I, and I remember God poking on my heart, dude, you need to forgive And I was like, I don't want to, he doesn't deserve it. They don't deserve it. They wronged me, God, right? Yeah, and they're okay, like it's not even hurting them. It's hurting me, right? And I was in so much pain and then I remember seeing this picture of them and I was in praying and I saw a picture of them standing there before me. And I felt so much just hurt and like hatred all at the same time. And on top of that, condemnation comes in because you're a pastor you're not supposed to have normal people feelings. <laughs> you're supposed to be above everything, right? And it's like, no, it's not how it works. And I was in pain. And, and I look at them and, I, and then all of a sudden it was like something blocked my vision I couldn't see. And I stepped back and I looked up and I saw Jesus beaten and bleeding and hanging on the cross. And I looked up to him and I saw him look up to me and, and basically say, is this enough to pay for what they did? And man, that hurt, because I knew the answer was, y- yeah, that's enough. <laughs> or I can tell them him, no, this isn't enough for them. And so I broke, and I just started crying. I said, okay, God, like, yes, it's enough. It's enough. The cross was enough. I remember a lot, one time, um, this is a while later, I just got good at forgiving people, but I was so bad at forgiving myself. Just tear myself down for everything you know you're a pastor. <laughs> what are you doing? You're called to be above reproach and you're doing wrong stuff, right? you know, like and the devil's a jerk. he'll just keep hitting you with these things, right and like and, and so I'm beating myself and I'm kind of ranting to God about how messed up I am, right, and how i I feel so lame and sinful and stuff, and then all of a sudden, once again, I see that 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 like the cross before me, and basically. I look up, I see Jesus again. And he basically says, is this enough for your sin? Right? And then he had to basically, he throws in the extra line. If you don't forgive yourself, you're telling me this is not enough. You're telling Jesus your cross was not enough for me if you're unwilling to forgive yourself once again, I broke and cried a lot. (laughs) That's what tends to happen, right? And then I just said, okay, God, help me. Help me in my unbelief, God. How do I forgive myself and forgive them? So this is my third point is basically how do we forgive? And point three, we forgive through faith. Forgiveness is a, it's a spiritual gift from heaven, as I explained to you. Name one spiritual gift from the Holy Spirit and from heaven that isn't activated through faith. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was good. Right? <laughs> right? Forgiveness. Thank you. Thank you. I need you in the front row, man. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I forgive all of you. I'll say it again. Okay. So, forgiveness... It's a gift from heaven. Wow. We've expressed this, right? Wow. Okay. Okay. And name one gift from heaven, a spiritual gift, that is not activated or ignited or whatever used through faith. Ah, wow. oh, right? Okay. So you have to use faith to kickstart the thing. Get it going. Just like every spiritual gift. You see, a a lot of times we think forgiveness is equivalent to trust. When they earn my trust back, then I can forgive them. They will never earn your trust back if you don't forgive them, (laughs) right? We're literally taking the car and we're saying, tell the horse where to go. And it's like, wait, no, it's backwards, right? So, or people say, Uh, basically they they think that that like the trust factor is synonymous equivalent to forgiveness. It's not. You can forgive somebody and you need to work on rebuilding trust again. That's okay. That is okay. If someone backstabs you, hurts you, you can forgive them, release it, give it to God, choose by faith to say, God, I don't feel it. I don't understand it. It hurts, but I choose to forgive them the way you forgave me. It doesn't mean next day you're like, see them with a knife and you're like, Hey! Right? you like, no, you, you can have healthy boundaries again until they show and they build up a healthy connection again, right? Don't go too far and forever lock them out. Then you really didn't forgive them. Give them a chance again. But you also can reestablish trust. So trust and forgiveness are not the same thing. They work together, but they're not the same thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, the next one is feeling. I hear this all the time, basically. I can't forgive them uh, until I feel it, or I know I really forgave them when I don't feel it anymore, right? We hear this all the time. Maybe you don't feel it because you've gone numb to it. <laughs> wow. Just because you don't feel something doesn't mean it's gone, yeah. right? You could have a crazy callus and you could, like, someone could poke it and you don't feel it. That doesn't mean it's not there. It's actually because something was so sharp that you built up a callus to it, (laughs) right? And so in the same way, we think that I forgave them because I don't feel the hurt anymore. When a lot of times, no, it was just because you've gotten callous to it maybe. And so feelings come after the forgiveness. You have to choose to forgive and then the feeling comes. It's based on faith. And choosing. With this person, I went from thinking about it and in pain every single day multiple times to every time I would choose to forgive them. And then what happened is it became maybe once a day. It didn't all disappear immediately. I've had that where all of a sudden it's like, boom, it's gone. It's like God supernaturally took it away when I chose to forgive. But sometimes it's not like that. This time it wasn't. And then all of a sudden it it became every day. And then it became every other day. And it would still pop up and it would say, God, I forgive them. Your cross was enough. I forgive them. I release them, God. And then all of a sudden, it was kind of like once a week. And then it became once every few weeks and then once a month and once every couple months. And now it's once every long while. It'll still come up. And I'll still say, no, I forgive them. In uh, Philippians 1.6, it says, I'm certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. There are some things where God will supernaturally, boom, take it out. There's other things where he says, I am confident I will completely continue to renew you and I'll complete this work of forgiveness in your heart. So are you guys doing okay? we will come to our conclusion here. Yeah. You all right? You doing okay? I know this is deep. This cleans your heart, man. This gets you ready for relationships in your life when you clean it out. Um basically you have to enforce forgiveness through faith and the victory of the cross. Corey Ten Boom, do you guys know who she is? For you saw are you serious? Whoa. You need to tell me about that after. That's cool. She's incredible. She, she basically was in World War, World War II, and she basically risked her life to hide the Jewish people, and then she was caught, and then she went to a concentration camp, and her sister died in the camp, and she was starving to death, and like worst possible thing. And this is what she says. If anyone has a right to hate somebody, it's her hating Hitler or the, these German officers who did this thing to her. And she had a moment where she actually met one of the officers who basically allowed her sister to die, ran the concentration camp. Talk about like justified to hate somebody, right? She says this, she says, forgiveness is an act of the will and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Forgiveness is an act of the will and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. I don't think she felt like forgiving him. But she stood up and she said, I forgive you. And it's this beautiful story of reconciliation between her and this officer. So to recap, basically forgiveness isn't an option, guys. It's a commandment. And why is God and Jesus so adamant about it? Because forgiveness is for you, it's not for them. And how do we forgive? We choose to forgive by faith and enforce the victory of the cross. So I guess tonight... We're going to kind of end in a, a response time. and Kind of an altar call. Where, where are you at with unforgiveness? Maybe some of you, it was like a tragedy. Maybe you actually, you were, the, you were the victim of a really horrible situation. And it doesn't make the situation okay at all. Like you were the victim and it was wrong. And I'm so sorry it happened to you. But you've already had enough pain Don't keep perpetuating it by locking it inside. Like they hurt you enough in that tragedy. And every day they continue to hurt you if you will not forgive them. If you really want it to go, let go. Divorce them from that, actually forgive. Maybe it's uh, a family, maybe it's a parent. You know, maybe you had an abusive parent. I've met people who their parents molested them or beat them or hurt them. Or maybe they didn't touch you, but maybe they verbally attacked you all the time, called you names or, or attacked you. And maybe forever you've had this messed up thing with your parents and a deep down unforgiveness because of it. And it wasn't your fault, you were just a kid. Or, or maybe it was the absent parent. Maybe it was the parent who just wasn't there. The dad or the mom who wasn't there for you. And it's created this this unforgiveness towards towards a father figure. And you think, now God is absent, just like my parent was. Maybe it was a past relationship you were in. You had a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and you cheated on them, or they cheated on you. Or maybe it just was really bad and really unhealthy. You thought you were going to be with them, and and it didn't. Maybe you gave them your heart. Maybe you even gave them your mind or your body, your virginity. Maybe you, you gave it all away to them, and then it was completely broken off, and you have an unforgiveness towards that person for what they took from you, and you have also an unforgiveness towards yourself of how could I let myself do that? I see this all the time. And he creates an unforgiveness and this thing and this shame that says, I can't even really go into another relationship and have a healthy relationship because I'm still hurt and forever dirty and forever scarred from this past one. And I'm telling you guys, God has forgiven you. Was the cross enough to clean you of that? Was the cross enough for you to forgive yourself from that? Maybe, maybe it was none of that, but you just really struggle with condemnation. You said some bad things, you've done some bad things, you struggle, you have bad thoughts, or you have these things and you beat yourself up from it. Is the cross even enough to forgive you of this? And so we're just going to, um, maybe in the back, can you guys put on just some worship music or something? Or um, Anthony and Vanessa, maybe if you guys, yeah, thank you. We're going to have response time. We're not going to necessarily break into to small groups tonight. We're going to have a time when you can really get before the Lord, and I want you to invite him. Stand before him. We're just going to literally do what the verse says. Stand before me and see if anyone comes up, and if they do, let's forgive them together. Just real practical. Let's just follow the Bible tonight, and so we're going to worship, and I'm going to invite you. You can You can come here, you can lay down, you can get on your knees, you can, whatever you need to do, but get in a place tonight where you come before the Lord and say, God, is there anyone I need to forgive, including myself? And if so, what is it? Because I want to get it out of my heart. I want to get clean. I want to get, I want to get, and I know you forgave, but who do I need to forgive tonight? And finally, there's this verse, James five sixteen. It says that we confess our sins to each other and we pray for each other so that we can be healed. You see, your justification comes from God and God alone. No one can take that from you. But a healing happens when we share it with each other. And so we're going to take a time. The second part of the verse says that the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power, produces wonderful results. The result of you letting someone pray for you or even confessing this is what it was and then praying for you can produce these beautiful, wonderful results. So we're going to have a time where you can be alone. You get justified before God. You forgive and you let forgiveness come in, right? And you can cry. We got lots of tissues all over the place. We're famous for that. You can, you can not, you can whatever. Just you come before the Lord and ask him. And then a certain time into it, we'll ask maybe some of the Crux team to go around and pray with different individuals. And, and I want to challenge you in that moment just to just confess this is, this is who I forgave and let them pray for you that you would get more healing in your heart. Does that sound good, guys? Awesome. So we're gonna do that for about 20, 25 minutes or so, okay? And don't worry about time. I'll let you know when it's nine. okay? But just, just forget that and get before God, all right? So you guys, can you guys turn up some of the worship music? Yeah, awesome. Thank you, guys. So, Lord, we come before you right now. Feel free to start moving and going wherever you need to, guys. And maybe, um, David, could you could you dim the lights a little bit? Like how much? Like yeah, like worship time. We're in worship. <laughs> Lord, we come before you right now and we realize that so many of us for our life, we thought forgiveness was a suggestion of if I feel like it, I will. And we realize that Our whole faith is built upon forgiveness. And we need it, God. But Jesus, some of us don't know even how or where to start. Some of us have a whole list of people. I ask tonight you would even just show us one name. Let us start with one. Show us how we could forgive them. Help us in our unbelief to let go and to forgive tonight. And would you come in? Thank you, God. So the question you're going before God is you're asking God, is there anyone I need to forgive, including myself? And if so, what, what for? And then once he shows you, start praying a prayer of forgiveness towards them and releasing them to the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.